In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and this series is in cooperation with Cinda Virtual, which brings you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. Now, you can learn more about Cinda under www.cinda.org. Now, we don't only bring you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world, but we have listeners from all over the world. So, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the show, let me tell you what Leadership Beyond Borders is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence, digital transitions, and data protection regulations, to leadership issues such as gender balance and business values and ethics that may impact your organization or your individual career. So download this series on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or most any major podcast platform, or listen to us live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. specific time. And reach out to me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com and tell me what kind of uh, issues you want to listen to on this show. But if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we'll make sure you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. Now on to today's episode. Any investment in IT infrastructure must anticipate a rapidly changing world where technologies, politics, companies, and employee needs may be very different today than they are tomorrow. The world today looks very different than it did three years ago, and as we saw at the beginning of the pandemic, many companies were not ready to shift in organizational structures. Many did not have the technology or infrastructure to support millions of home offices, but it was not just about technology and infrastructure, but process and transformation. In addition, this work opened doors and challenges for many, and one of the challenges were new cyber attacks. In this episode, we're going to talk about optimal IT infrastructures and how companies can protect themselves and their employees. Our guest today is Lauki Kutse, and he is the Vice President Sales and Client Value for NetSureit. And NetSureIt helps organizations take advantage of the latest technology to enhance their business by providing a roadmap to evolve their IT infrastructures. Lauki's entire career has been devoted to serving companies' technical needs. After earning his Master Network Engineering qualification, he became a technical trainer for Torque IT, and shortly after this, he was promoted to technical manager. Lauki joined uh, Tronic Trade Technology Holdings and served as his technical manager. Then he spent over a decade at NetSureIt. Starting as senior technical consultant, he worked his way to head of support and is now part of the executive committee. Following a three-year stint at Dimension Data as a service improvement and enable management and part of the GSC management team, he rejoined NetSureIt in 2017 to help grow their U.S. business. And um, Loki, welcome to the show. Thanks for that great introduction, Kim. I'm really looking forward to to the discussion. Yeah. So first, just tell us a little bit about NetSureIt, okay, and what what the company does. Yeah. So NetSureIt is 25 years old. We really specialize in helping companies to get the best out of their technology and really, truly deeply understand your business and and what your business objectives are and what you're trying to achieve, and then taking technology and equipping it to make you achieve those um, outcomes, whatever that might be for your business. Uh, Today, we have about 300 people. We have very, very highly skilled people. We today have 15 Microsoft Gold certifications, five advanced specializations, and we're based in the US and South Africa. And then for us, our cause, very important to us, our cause is supporting the dreams of the doers, 
Now, for technology firm, a lot of people say, but what does that have to do with technology? And what we've realized is that we are services business and people is our business. So if we can support our team by enabling and equipping and helping them to achieve their dreams, they are a lot more engaged and active in their own lives, but also in our business and also in our clients. So a big part of our business and, and our North Star is really supporting the dreams of the doers. Mm-hmm. And and I mean that's hard to do because I mean it, it, companies today are changing and we talked about you know before the pandemic after the pandemic and it's hard to keep up with the modern demands of the workplace. So how you know how do companies determine how to best do that and with what kind of technology? Such a great question, Kimberly. And I think companies can keep up with the demands of the modern workplace by regularly researching and implementing new tools and software that can improve their productivity as well as their efficiency. Uh, They can do this by including cloud-based solutions, collaboration platforms, and automation tools. I would say additionally, companies can keep up with technology by investing cybersecurity as today that's become a big part of, as you were sort of preluding that the world has changed and we've moved sort of in in this hybrid world. So I would say the cybersecurity portion overlaying all of that has become a big part of keeping up with the demands of this modern workplace. And I would say if we would go then one step further is really newer emerging technologies like artificial intelligence, machine learning, blockchain technologies. Um, so I would say there's there's quite a big pyramid that, that companies can do, but you have to start at a foundational level and then build a roadmap to say, where do we want to go aligned with our business objectives. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, that if you think back a couple of years ago, okay, so let's, go, let's kind of turn the clock back to, to 2020, um, when all of a sudden, you know, everything changed, okay, yeah. and we were all working at home. So what did this really do to the IT infrastructures of companies? Um, you know, were they aware? Were they shocked? Were, were people just not ready? It was amazing to see how quickly companies changed. And and if we look at digital transformation or transformation, I think it's been some of the fastest transformation that we've seen in in many, many years. And a lot of companies weren't ready, but they they just had to adapt or or they would have died. Um, So there were very quick plans that were made to, to make people able to work from home. Now, I think there were a lot of gaps in that transformation. Uh, but people just did what they had to do to continue working and, and being able to to survive. Um, so, yes, it was a very, very in, interesting time period. Um, and we saw a lot of transformation during this time. Mm-hmm. And and during that time, I mean, obviously we had challenges. And I think one of the challenges, I'm going to jump a little bit to, um, you know, um, cybersecurity. Mm. You know, people, people were at home. Um, Families were using shared apparatuses, okay, shared technology, okay. Um, you know, a, a, comp- a family might have had like one tablet and, and and two desktops or whatever. So how, I mean, what did this change do to the cybersecurity environment? It was really a big change. If we think back pre-pandemic, you had an office space and maybe they had two or three branches um, and everybody came to the office you had a perimeter that you could secure in, in certain terms. So you had one network or maybe three networks, three wireless environments. And when this change happened, all of a sudden you had millions of homes, millions of internet connections, millions of wireless devices. You had all these home devices that people were using to get onto their machines at, at the office. You saw a very big blossom of very quickly cloud solutions trying to help people to collaborate. Um, And then over and above that, you had a lot of different VPNs or remote desktop connection software that that came together. So I think the pace of it was very, very fast. And I would say some of it wasn't planned to the best degree, uh, but it worked. Um, And if it worked, a lot of people very quickly forgot that, you know, we, we have to go back and see how did we implement some of these things. Um, and did we take the right processes and policies in place when we did this transformation? Mm-hmm. And I, I want to come back to cybersecurity um, a little bit later, but I want to I want to stay on on what happened during that time and and where we are today. So, 
productivity was a, a discussion among many people during this time. And you just said that productivity, efficiency, um, and support. So, you know, from from an organizational point of view, people were were on the beginning um, on their you know technical devices on their computers all the time. Productivity was pretty high, and then it kind of went down. And the the question I had is how how did they get supported? I mean, what did this do to IT support? Now I'm sitting at home here in Prague. My main office might be in the UK, and uh, something happens. And you know, how did how did you consult companies and deal with that? Yeah, I think from a, a, a operating model for support teams, there to be very nimble and and rethink how they support end users, um, and and think around cloud solutions and collaboration solutions to keep users produ- productive and effective. Um, so I, I would say there were a facet of of different things that that they had to do um, from a perspective of what's our KPIs, what is, what are we really monitoring and what are we trying to achieve here? So I think from that perspective, have clear goals. This as a supporting organization is what we want to achieve and measuring, are we achieving those things? And then from a productivity perspective, I think that came down to a lot of the technical teams where companies were saying, well, are my people really productive? Um, Are they all day on YouTube or, or are they actually doing work? Um, and, and in the same vein, the same question was asked, you know, am I burning out my people? They don't have travel time, so they may be starting earlier. They've got these back-to-back meetings because they don't have to go to the next boardroom or, or go to the cooler and have a normal discussion and, and get a break. So I think from a burnout to underperformance, there was all these questions that came out. Um, and again, there's great tools and, and processes available today to give us better guidance on are people really more productive are they being burnt out and how can we um, support our staff that they've got a, a well-balanced lifestyle and, and being able to be effective in the new way of, of the world? Mm-hmm. And, and do you think, I mean, there's always, you know, real good that comes out of bad. And I think from the pandemic, a lot of good came you know, pushing us forward, pushing businesses in the digital, but also staying on this productivity. Um, it was a lot easier in the old days, you know, you walk into office, there's a ton of desktops, people are working. You actually don't know what they're doing, okay? I mean, you have KPIs, you're measuring it. Um, but then all of a sudden, there was kind of a panic. Oh, everybody's at home, so how do we really measure it? So do you yeah. think we became, you know, there are better processes that came out of this? And, and you know, when you work with companies, uh, how do you help them find the best way to approach uh, productivity? That's a great question. So there's definitely ways to help companies understand the productivity of their staff in a non-invasive way, because I think that's the other side of mm-hmm. this coin. It's my privacy and, and what are you looking on my machine and doing on my machine? So we've we've seen it going from being very intrusive where it monitors your web camera and are you at your, your machine and are you engaged and what's your emotional um, view on, on your face, where... What we've seen is if you look at Microsoft, Microsoft's got a tool called Microsoft Viva, which will show you your productivity in a non-invasive way. So it will show you, are your people taking breaks effectively? Are they on time for meetings? But it shows you as a collective, as an organization. So not to be too invasive, there are tools that are free within the Microsoft suite that will show you your productivity within your organization, which gives you then the levers to help drive collaboration and working together as a team in the correct manner. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a great way to do it in a collective, especially when you think, um, um, yeah, I'm sitting in the EU with um, the privacy uh, um, laws and, and especially country by country, you know, what you can monitor, what you can't monitor. Um, so looking at a collective not only gives you a vision of how your whole company is doing, um, but also can improve, you know, help you measure and improve those KPIs. So, um, Lauki, we're going to take a short break. Uh, and when we come back, I want to want to talk a little bit more about cybersecurity again, because I think that's that's something on, on everybody's, you know, mind today nice. with so many things going on. And uh, just for our listeners, we are li- talking to Lauki Kotsia, 
and he is the vice president and sales client value for NetSurette. Uh, NetSurette helps organizations take advantage of the latest technology to enhance their businesses by providing a roadmap to evolve their IT structures, just what we've been talking about today. And uh, Loki has a long background um, in engineering. He has a master's in network engineering qualification, became a technical trainer for Toolkit IT, and shortly after was promoted to technical manager. He's on the executive committee of NetSurette. And he also did a three-year stint at Dimension Data, which helped service improvement and enable managers. So if you'd like to learn a little bit more about NetSurit, you can go to Facebook and they can go to www.netsurit.com. You can also go to Facebook and they are on LinkedIn and they are on Twitter. And also, you can find them on YouTube. And if you'd like to reach to Lauki, you can reach him on LinkedIn under Lauki Kutsia. And that's C-O-E-T-S-E-E. And this show has also been brought to you by by Cinda, one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit marketing associations. And they hold conferences. And their next conferences will be in Berlin, the 22nd to 24th. 4th of May. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Small businesses are in trouble, and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one, hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Not enough women are talking about money. Lisa Chastain is aiming to change that. If you are feeling uncertain with your financial decisions, join us on Real Money, Mondays at 10 a.m. on the Voice America Business Channel, where you will learn how to become more capable with your financial choices. Listen in and hear stories from other women on how they tackled their financial challenges. You will learn from leading industry experts all the tips, tricks, and advice that you need to establish financial confidence and freedom. Listen in Mondays on Real Money with Lisa Chastain. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimber Lewis. And uh, today we're, we're talking about technology advancement and IT infrastructures and what's happening in the world today um, and how the technology is is really helping us be more efficient, be more productive, and um, protecting our businesses. And we are talking with Lauki Kutsia, and he is the Vice President of Sales and Client Value at NetSurit. And NetSurit helps organizations take advantage of the latest technology to enhance their businesses by providing a roadmap to evolve their IT infrastructures. And um, 
Loki, before the before the pause, we we were talking about productivity. I just want to close that with one one comment, or, or see what your comment on this is. Um, what you're saying about watching the collective and really, um, you know, being able to to push group performance or team performance for is really important. Um, and it is different. And every European country has different laws. There's privacy laws. Um, how do you then kind of, when you're working with a company, how do you kind of take those results and then make the productivity better and make it more efficient? That's a great question. So I, I think the, the big question always is what's the organization trying to achieve is, is really strategy always leads where we go. So that's the first question. Once we understand that, we there's some tools within the Microsoft stack where you can for free see your engagement. So are people accepting meeting invites? Are they on time for those meeting invites? Are they running over the meeting so they actually never finish the meeting? Um, is agendas being shared? Uh, so there's lots of those sort of nuggets in there. And again, depending on what's important to the business, we will align and say, let's see as a collective, how do we improve it? How do we do training around these things? How do we do better collaboration? People aren't using, as a, as a prime example, a Word document where everybody can collaborate together, they're emailing the document around. So there's an improved efficiency that we can bring if we create a platform where they can together work on a document, as an example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I find that really interesting. It just gives it gives organizations so much leverage to be able to move the whole organization and not just the individual people, too. Um, I want to I want to come back to what's what's kind of hot on everybody's mind, and 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 that's um, cybersecurity. And um, I tell you a, a quick funny story, Lauki. Um, a year ago, almost a year ago now, I was sitting in uh, Bathsheba in Israel, which is one of the biggest cybersecurity um, tracking in the world, or one of the most efficient, and. Um, it was shortly before the uh, Russians attacked the Ukraine, and you could see on these maps, you could see the attacks coming from all over. And at yeah. that time, they said, uh, because of this, you know, we think this is going to happen very soon. So, I mean, we're watching it, we're seeing it, but what what has happened? Okay, and I'm not, I'm talking about since the pandemic. I mean, um you know, there's, it's just exploded. Was it because everybody was working at home or what was it? It's it's definitely exploded. If we look at the statistics, we've seen a 400% increase since the pandemic in cybersecurity attacks. We've seen just in spear phishing email attacks, an increase of 667%. Um, phishing website attacks have increased by 350%. Um, and ransomware attacks have been increased up to 148%. So if we look at all of that together, what's driving it? I think a lot of the things that we've just discussed around how networks have changed, how people, the way people work and the process in the way people work have changed. Where tradition, you might have been in the office, now you're at home, you may be a little bit more relaxed. You, your hearts and senses might not be there. Um, you've got kids in the background running around and, and you have to give them lunch and you've got 20 emails coming in. And so there's so many more ways for these attackers to come in because the the environment, the attack surface has changed so much. So yes, we've definitely seen a a big increase in in cybersecurity. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, the increase in phishing kind of, I, all right, like what you said, you know, you open the email or you don't pay attention to it that much. But I mean, there's been some like, really large hacks, okay, you know, yeah. um, the Treasury and Commerce Departments, um, you know, I, there, there's hacks going on um, in in hospitals, healthcare, um, universities, um, what, what, you know, what can we do? I mean, um, what can organizations do? Or, and uh, let's start from a high level um, because they're happening in big, big organizations like the Treasury and Commerce Departments or huge hospitals. What's going on there and why? how can, how can we help organizations like that prevent it? So it's definitely a multifaceted approach that we have to take here. And, and there, there are quite a lot of different levers in, in this discussion. Um, 
if we if we go to what's the biggest thing within organizations where we're seeing the most breaches and the reason for the most breaches is unfortunately the end users. So the consumer that's that's consuming the, the products. Um, and it comes down to, to just not being aware of what's happening around them. Um, that is the biggest reason. There, there's lots of other reasons, obviously, in, in that. But I would say the first approach and the first step is, is end-user awareness training and, and ensuring your end-users are, are aware what's the processes, what should I be looking out for, and, and what do I do in a situation where I'm not sure. Um, I think that's, that's the starting point. Um, obviously, there's a lot more to this discussion, uh, but I would say from a starting perspective, make sure your end-users have awareness. And, and they don't have to be cybersecurity specialists but they need to have the awareness of what's going on. So when, when you're working with companies to, to keep them more secure, um, you, you know, if you were coming in to, to help me in my workplace be a little bit more aware, what would you do? You know, um, would you just, you know, how, how do you tell me what to look for? I mean, uh, mm. for me, when I open my email, um, okay, Many of us are not stupid, you know, so you see like the obvious stuff, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's getting really tricky. And that's the, the exact problem. I think the days of where we got phishing attacks with bad grammar, bad spelling are, are <laughs> over. Um, the systems are clever enough to pick those up. So so you're 100% right. The complexity has increased tremendously um, and, and you really need to be was to look out how are they trying to breach you. Now, back to, to your question, what would we do? I think the first step is really assess your environment, understand where you are today, where are you going? Um, and, and again, there's great tools and, and systems and processes to do these things, but step one is, is do an assessment, understand where you are. Once you have that understanding, we can plot a roadmap to say, based on your maturity, based on your governance and your risk that you need to comply with, these are the gaps that we have to fill um, and then start filling those gaps and then keep on measuring and, and keep on testing and, and run awareness training and awareness attacks, so simulate attacks and see how your your workforce react to those attacks that you can keep on improving. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, that, and that's kind of focusing on the end user. But then, um, you know, we have – talk a little bit about ransomware. Maybe for – you know, it, it seems like it's just – uh, evolving and evolving, okay, mm. and it's becoming really sophisticated. And what are you seeing in this area? Yes, it's definitely evolving. And, and the unfortunate truth is it's just going to keep on evolving. Um, we're going to start seeing a lot more artificial intelligence being put into these attacks. Um, if we look at our attack surface as well, we see an exponential movement of internet of things so if we think of our own homes today you can turn on and off your lights your alarm um, there's so many things that are being connected which just creates a bigger attack surface for, for these attackers so i think we're going to see a, a real increase on that on the flip side we're going to see better regulation coming down the line it's not totally there yet but we are seeing more stringent requirements and, and regulation coming down and then I think the software that's going to protect us, we're going to see a lot more AI and improved defenses. So it's a combination of all of those things together that that will help us in the end. Um, but yes, it's definitely evolving and changing. If we think back in the day um, to these simple emails that we got with bad grammar and, and, and bad <laughs> yeah. English, um, those we don't see anymore and the systems are catching it. But there are so many other ways that, that they are coming in today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, when we're, when I, I, AI is going to play a great role. So, I mean, there, you know, we see that AI is being used to, to develop ransomware, but also to stop it. So um, is there any is there any great development that you see on the horizon that could help us? Or is it just going to be, you know, piece by piece? Um, we, we have to just slowly try to, you know, find the gaps in things like the Internet of uh, Things. The technology is definitely evolving and maturing very fast. If if we look at just ChatGPT that was released mm. two or three months ago um, and the adoption, it's been one of the fastest growing platforms um, to hit to a million subscribers. It, it happened in a couple of days. Um, and, and if we look at how transformative that technology is today, um, if we start applying that in other ways, 
um, it, it's really going to change the game. But having said that, the, the attackers can use the same technology to attack us. So mm -hmm. it's, it's going to create a, a, quite a different environment, um, but it's definitely going to evolve, and, and I think it's going to evolve a lot quicker. Okay. Um, with that, uh, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, I, I want to talk about this technology and the development of the technology and, um, you know, exactly what we're going to see, you know, to not only improve the protection of our companies, but also to improve the efficiencies, because we're, we're talking about everything from, you know, a to, to, to Z and, uh, and to learn a little bit more of how you, what technology you use to uh, bring this all together. Because these are, you know, three different buckets. We talked about the buckets, productivity, efficiency, cybersecurity. Um, how do you link those together? Lowkey, okay. So we're Sounds gonna great. we're gonna take yeah we're gonna take a short break, and our guest today is Lauki Kutsia, and he is the vice president sales and client value at NetSureit, and NetSureit helps organizations take advantage of the latest technology to enhance their businesses by providing a roadmap to evolve their IT infrastructures. And after earning his master network engineer qualification, he became a technical trainer for Torque IT. And shortly after this, he was promoted to a technical manager. Lauki joined Tronic Trade uh, Technology Holdings and served as a technical manager. And he spent over a decade at NetSureit, starting as a senior technical consultant and working his way to the head of support at NetSureit. And he is now part of the executive committee. And if you'd like to reach out and learn more about NetSureit, you can go to www.netsureit.com. And also, NetSureit is on Facebook, and it is also on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And to spell that, it is N-E-T-S-U-R-I-T. -E so please look them up and put them in the search, and you'll find them all over the web. And if you'd like to reach out to Lauki, you can reach out to him on LinkedIn, and that's Lauki Kutsia. And that is C-O-E-T-S-E-E. -E -E. Now, this podcast is also brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest-growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. They hold virtual trainings, conferences, do market research, and legislative white papers focused on digital. So go to www.cinda.org to learn more information. Um, Cinda will also be... Uh, um, having a conference in May in Berlin on technology and digital, and that is the 22nd to 24th in Berlin. And Cinda also has an e-learning platform in cooperation with Boss Capital for Startups. And this e-learning e platform helps startups go through the process from idea to exit, and test that. And it also is an e-learning e e platform that is very good for product managers and SMBs to help companies succeed. And so we're going to take a short break now and we'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Say It Skillfully is my radio show about being who you are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. I'll help you find the right words to tackle any challenging conversation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. You'll learn how to achieve success on your terms and be happier 
healthier, and more productive at work and in your life. Check out sayaskillfully.com for practical resources, including my 90-second videos, real-life examples showing you how to speak up skillfully. I invite you to call in with your questions. Join me live every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. And no, I'm cheering for you. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis. And uh, today we are talking with Lauki Kutsia, and he is the Vice President of Sales and Client Value for NetSureit. And NetSureit helps organizations take advantage of the latest technology to enhance their businesses by providing a roadmap to evolve their IT infrastructure. So, Loki, we've been talking about, we in the beginning we talked about three buckets. So we've talked about, you know, the productivity. And um, we've talked a little bit about cybersecurity now. And um, I want to touch on the third one of efficiencies, okay? Because, um, you know, productivity and efficiency are really two different things. And so how, how, with technology today and technology Mm -hmm. available, how do you help companies streamline so they can actually do things better? That is such a great question. And and what we've done is we've created a product called Innovation as a Service. And really that innovation is how do we look at at the business again? What's the objective of the business? But then where are we going and what are we trying to achieve? And based on that, how do we innovate and and do things differently to equip you and, and look at process optimization, look at your data and as we were saying, all of a sudden you've got all these cloud-based systems that's disparate. How do we bring that back into more of a holistic system? And if we can't, how do we integrate these tools together to give you big data and bring in something like a Power BI that gives you analytics on your data? And based on that, you can make meaningful business decisions and information. So for for effectiveness and, and efficiencies and productivity, that's one thing that we've been focusing on very hard is to create better utilization of everything that you've got to achieve your business results. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's an important point because data, okay? And um, many companies sit on more data than they know they have, okay? Um, and how, how do you help them, you know, go, I'm going to say first kind of, swim through those pools of data and see what's relevant, not relevant, important, not important, okay? And then organize them. And um, are you finding when you're working with companies, sometimes companies are surprised they have so much information that they haven't used? Definitely. And and I, I think the way to go about it is really, again, coming back to what are we trying to achieve? First, understand what what do we want and then go back and look if we have that data and and then how do we put that together? So if we want to understand what's our average customer life cycle and how long do we keep a client, if that's the the objective, then we can go back to our financial systems, our ERP systems, um, whatever other systems we might have, and then interconnect that data and based on that potentially come up with an average uh, life life expectancy of a client. So again, very important to understand what are we trying to achieve, and based on that, there's a myriad of ways we can look at information to get to that answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
And um, just when we're talking about data, I mean, uh, the you also have to watch, um, you know, the legislation, the laws on technology mm-hmm. and on, on, I mean, uh, that's quite difficult to keep up with, okay? <laughs> and I know here in the European Union, we're probably the worst ones as far as be, having lack of transparency of what's yes. going on, okay? But, um, <laughs> I mean, um, it, it must be exhausting for companies, you know, to try to, you know, understand what we can do, what we can't do. Uh, is that also part of your whole um, consultancy? Definitely. From a governance risk and compliance, we, we see a magnitude of different um, compliance being applied onto organizations. And the honest truth is we're going to see an increase on that. Um, yeah. We're going to see different ones per state within the U.S. Um, so the one good thing is a lot of them have a lot of alignment. So you can tick multiple boxes very quickly because there, there are compliance that, that does align. And again, the tools are becoming better where we can utilize tool to create some of these compliances that it will say, yeah, you are GDPR compliant because you have configured it correctly. Um, so so I, I think it's, it's there's a, a couple of steps within this process, but it, it's definitely becoming more complicated and um, it's not a nice to have anymore. It, you, you have to comply. Yeah, I mean, you absolutely. I mean, we've seen the, um, uh, the the especially around the search engines and uh, social media mm-hmm. fines that have been uh, given out over the last couple of years are tremendous. So um, let's talk about bringing this all together. Okay, so mm-hmm. you know, one of the things you do is you 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 provide a roadmap. So we have. You know, we have these three pillars you talked about, the productivity, efficiency, cybersecurity. Then then we've got this kind of net around it of governances and compliances that have to go around it. Um, and um, how, how do you pull this all together? It's such an interesting question. And, and what we've seen is, so in our industry, a lot of times they talk about managed services is, is the, the frame for, for our industry. And what we've realized is that Managed services isn't wrong, but it isn't right anymore, and, and it needs to evolve. And And we've come up with something called leverage service, which for us is really a combination of a few things. The first pillar for us is the foundation. We need to make sure your foundation is really set and, and working correctly based on your business objective. Once we have that foundation set correct, and that's all the things that we were talking about, your collaboration and, and being able to work effectively within your organization. Once we've got that corrected, the next step for us is your security. So really making sure we look at at your security requirements and your governance, and that there's alignment to the business requirements, your governance, and being effective while we're locking the environment down. And then the following pillar from there is the productivity pillar, making sure your people are productive and and engaged and, and using the tools correctly and that there's awareness and all these other bits and pieces we spoke about. And then the last pillar for us is innovation, where we then say, all right, all of these things are working correctly and, and we've got all these blocks ticked. How do we amp it up? How do we automate now a lot of these things within your business and create a better client experience for your clients? Um, and that would be then the full circle and, and we keep on going in that circle to really give you a springboard, of a, an invisible springboard, because we never want to be seen, but we want to create a springboard that you can leapfrog whoever your competitors is and get the best out of your technology. Mm-hmm. And, and and so on the foundation, just to understand that, I mean, that that's kind of the the almost the the process or the, the the efficiency flow in that first step to just take a look at what's happening in the organization and or how it's how it's working how would they serve their customers you know um, how does it get from a to z is that the foundation part that is the foundation part we'll do a technology roadmap with you we normally would do a strength weakness um, opportunities and threats or swat with you to to understand from a business your next five years what are you trying to achieve what is your strength so that we can amplify your strengths? What is your weaknesses that we can go against and, and de-risk those weaknesses? But again, it's it's really around the business and not your technology. Yes, technology comes into that discussion, but mm. the key facet is the business because we know that strategy drives a business, not technology. 
So very key, let's make sure we understand strategically where you're going and therefore we can equip you technology-wise correctly. And, and and talking about technology, okay, um, and th- this is something that's uh, on every, you know a lot of people's mind, okay, especially with AI and um, and the advancement and in, in so much technology. Um, where does that fit in with the people part, okay? Um, you know, we hear, yes, jobs are going to disappear because you know uh, the 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 AI is going to take care of this, and you don't need this, and you don't need this, and but. Uh, but you know how do you how do you match the people mm. and the advancement of technology? So, so for me, there's a short and simple answer that that we've been used, using for many many years because, as we know, in technology, there's always tomorrow a new tool. Um, so for me, a fool with a tool is still a fool. Um, so really, <laughs> we, we rely on people, and and we need great people and clever people because. AI is still a machine. It needs programming. It needs guidance. It needs the the vision of of where you want to take it. So yes, tools are going to change, and we're going to morph, and what you do is going to be different. But at the end of the day, it's still a tool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is this is where we are today. Um, I'd like to kind of look in the future because you know, if we looked back, you know, to twenty twenty, we never thought we'd be sitting in this in this hybrid environment that we are today. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know, we the technology has speeded up so much. Um, what do you think the organization of the future is going to look like? Um, do you think we're getting there, or do you think it's still forming? Um, what, what's going on out there? Because you're working with a lot of companies. Do they have their own vision of what the future looks like? I think every company that's actively growing has their own vision of of the future and what the future brings to them. I think digital transformation, and and again, that's a big word and and can mean a lot of things for a lot of different people, but I do think digital transformation, we're on the cusp of of transformation and and where we're going. If you think how quickly we moved to a hybrid environment, um, I think there's still a lot to be unpacked and resolve and and figure out um, how do we keep people engaged? How does the culture work now? Because all of a sudden you've got people all over the world, different time zones working together as a collective. So I think the evolution of, of where we're going, there's still a lot to be uncovered and, and figure out, but it's exciting. It, it means there's opportunity for all of us to to adapt and transform to, to where we're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, it's not, it's not a rough, it's pretty rough time today too. So, I mean, we have all this positive stuff going on and um, we're heading, you know, I think it's exciting how we're trying to figure this out. Um, but we're also have a, a, you know, the, the, the cyber attacks going on. Of course, we have the war in Ukraine, which is, is making us, we have inflation. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that we're, you know, when you're working with businesses, this is probably on the top of their mind also. Um, what? How do you get them to kind of focus on the positive rather than, on, you know, just saying, well, our only answer is to lay off 20 people or, or we can't invest in this technology or um, how do you get them to understand that investing in the future is important? So we're very confident in, in what we do and, and in our innovation service, so our innovation as a service, we've got a 100% guarantee whatever you spend with us, we will bring back in, in returns to you um, over a year period. So therefore, if there is economic pressure and you need to adapt, we can do business process optimization, we can bring you the right data, we can improve your customer experience and we're very confident that you will see whatever you spend with us um, as a return. And therefore, it's a net neutral for you and you get the benefits of growing your business, making your business stronger and being able to transform and outcompete your competitor. Um, so to, to that extent, I think there's lots of opportunities like that. You just need to know where to look and, and what to ask. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. It's been really, really interesting discussion, um, Lauki. And so we're, we're at the end of the show. So if you just, for our listeners out there, um, if you had one wise tip that you want to tell everybody, or one thing that companies should focus on um, going forward, you know, I, I know there's a thousand things, but if you yes. just had a wise men's tip, what would that be? I think take stock of where you are really get an assessment done on your business 
Um, we offer free assessment, but again, there's so many people that can help assess where you are and, and have great insight. Uh, don't be afraid of what you're going to find. Rather, be aware of what's happening within your environment. And then based on that, create a plan and, and act on that plan. Okay, great advice. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Um, really interesting discussion. And for our listeners, we've been talking to Lauki Kutsia, and he is the Group Vice President and Sales Client Value uh, for NetSureit. And NetSureit helps organizations take advantage of the latest technology to enhance their business by providing a roadmap. And we've just heard um, about that roadmap to evolve their IT infrastructure. And if you'd like to learn more about NetSureit, you can go to www.netsureit.com. And they're also on Facebook. They are on LinkedIn. They are also on Twitter and on um, all social media. And if you'd like to reach out to, to Lauki, you can reach him on LinkedIn. And that's Lauki Kutsea. And that is C-O-E-T-S-E-E. And NetSureit is net S-U-R-I-T. So please reach out to them. And this broadcast has been brought to you by Cinda, and Cinda is one of Europe's fastest-growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. They hold virtual trainings, conferences, market research, and legislative white papers focused on digital. And they also hold online uh, online learning series every Thursday at 1700 Central Europe time. And they have a co- live conferences. And the next conference is going to be the 22nd to 24th in Berlin. And if you'd like to learn more about that, go to www.cinda.org. And Cinda also has an e-learning platform for startups. And it's in cooperation with Boss Capital for Startups. And it provides startups guidance from idea to exit. And it's also a good platform for product managers and SMBs to help companies succeed. So that is also available on www.cinda.org. Org. And please listen to us every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you miss us, don't worry. We are on every major podcast platform from Apple to Spotify, all across the net. Just put in Leadership Beyond Borders and you will find us. And with that, I'd just like to say goodbye again to Lauki. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you. Thanks, Kimberly. It was great being on your show. Okay, and thank you. And for listeners, thank you for listening in and listen again next week. And until next week, have a great week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.